Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Couch Chiefs Podcast, where we give a young fan's perspective of all things NASCAR. I am your host, Austin, once again, uh, to discuss the Sonoma race with my good buddy Levi, uh, of all the things that happened within the California weekend. Yeah, so, uh, man, great week for Chase Elliott. Um, yeah, so, I'm Levi. The Hendrick Motorsports fan, of course. Glad Chase is back from suspension. <laughs> but man, we need him to win. We just need him to get the playoffs, man. I would like to get all four drivers in this year, but man, it's looking a little glim this year just because of, uh, well, Chase still hasn't won yet. Bowman's injured. He is. He's still coming back from that. So hopefully it doesn't hurt the sneeze still, but oh well. Yeah, it was a very interesting weekend for. Uh, oh, for Larson, it was. was. <laughs> for both of us, it was definitely. Uh, Larson was remained to exist, but um, good news. Uh, Haas won two out of the three races that happened within the Sonoma weekend. Prius won the Arca race. Uh, Eric Amarola won the uh, Xfinity race. Uh, care to talk about that yeah you you lucked into that one you lucked into that one okay i i didn't luck we did not luck into that one okay it was because larson decided to run out of talent and mess up to where eric amarola could just boogie and scoot away i don't know what it is with larson and xfinity series races but it's like every single time it comes down to like the last 10 laps in a race or whatever he just loses talent or something just goes out of his brain. I don't know what it is, but it's like, okay, Darlington of last year. Darlington kind of of this year. He almost kind of lost that one, except, you know, John Hunter this time kind of did himself in. Uh, Sonoma, like, it's just, oh, Road America from last year as well. Like, <laughs> oh, come on, Larson. You should be, like, racking up wins, but oh, well, it's fine. Uh, he's, he's, I mean, he did at Darlington. I mean, he did get that one, but, like, even then, still. Like, Larson's one of those that, like, he he would go all out for a win, and he's one of the most fun guys to watch out on track because of that. Like, one of the things that is, like, you know, whenever we talk about drivers coming down from, like, Cup Series to Xfinity Series, it's, like, sometimes you just see them, like, completely just whack the field. Like, they are so far out in front of the field that it's, like, oh, my gosh. Like, even during the Xfinity race, like, Larson was just, he was gone, but even then, it's sometimes good to see whenever like some of these guys race up against him and actually have a chance to like beat him and all that stuff. It's great to see. So, yeah, I mean, essentially, it was his race to lose since he was dominating it, and then it just went all to Hades at that point. Yeah. Now, I will say one thing that kind of stinks about you know the Cup drivers coming down to Xfinity Series is that like. For those Xfinity Series drivers that are banking on getting in the playoffs with a win, like, when they have a cup driver basically come down to that race, they kind of, I don't know if they expect to, like, you know, maybe lose out on a chance to win that race, but it's almost like, man, <laughs> like, how are we going to, you know, win this race? Like, you're basically losing out on a race that you could potentially get, you know, a win at and get your ticket into the playoffs. I mean, if you think about it this way, if you took out the top four, which was Almadinger, Almarola, Larson, and there was another one. Um, wasn't uh, 
Suarez in that race, or no? Did he Suarez? But he w- he wasn't a big factor. No, he I forgot who was who was in the top four. Oh, Ty but anyways, Gibbs. Ty Gibbs. Oh yeah, yeah, Ty Gibbs. <laughs> it's easy to forget about Ty Gibbs. Like um, <laughs> if you think about it, for fifth and sixth, there was Parker Klegerman and Cole Custer. I mean, if you think about it. In a sense, if you got rid of the top four, Parker Klegerman won that race. Because exactly. um, obviously Cole had a... Uh, he was struggling a little bit earlier in the in the race. And um, his crew chief, uh, Jonathan Tony, I think I'm saying that name right, uh, or nicknamed as JT, uh, was out due to sickness. Hope you get better, buddy. Uh, Greg Zipadelli. Uh, was the crew chief for Cole Custer, which threw me in a loop. I was like, oh, wow. It's like a throwback almost. You might as well just run the Tony Stewart paint scheme. I think it'd be better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well. Elroy was kind of running that scheme. It's different. Anyways, um, yeah, it really threw me in a loop, and obviously they were kind of just getting going at first, and then I, I think during one of the cautions, um, or after one of the restarts, after the caution, um, I guess when they started playing bumper cars back there, it messed up the front end. And I was like, well, that's great. And just trudged our way up to get sixth. And I'm like, you know what? Got a top 10 out of it. Not complaining. Um, that was a good run for Cole, at least starting from 26 to 6. So uh, that was a good race for him. Herbst, um, I mean, he was just quiet that whole entire time. I mean, there wasn't really anything too exciting going from Herbs, but I mean, he did a really good job keeping it clean throughout the whole run. I think they were having, I think they were struggling a little bit, but um, overall they kept it clean the whole run. Um, you know, Oh, Ross Chastain was in that race. Yeah. Oh, Melon Man got into John Hunter. I remember that. See, Trackhouse, Trackhouse was forgettable in that Xfinity race. Um, yeah, they, they were. I don't like their Cub. I mean, their cup race, it was a little, little I, unmemorable. But seriously, I find this weird with like, especially Chastain is like, like, you see a lot of these guys like in the Cup Series come down to like Xfinity and Truck, and they'll just absolutely like whip the field. It seems like every single time Chastain does, like, he's just in the middle of the pack. Like, he's not up front. Now, granted, I don't think he's in like the best of cars each and every single week, but like, he's just not up there. Yeah, it's. It's kind of weird because you go from having headline topics with Larson to just not existing. Yeah, weird. Because like I like even in the truck series, like when he drives the uh, what forty one, like he'll just be mid pack, like and not run all that well. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's very. Very, very weird. Very weird. I, I don't know if he's just trying to stay out of trouble, just not cause any more, or if it's like it just the cup car just suits him better. I don't know what it is, but even then, like whenever he was at college, I think, or no, no, no. Uh, wasn't he at college one time, Chastain? Oh, he was at college for a full year. Yeah, exactly. So, like, even whenever he was in that car, like, he was doing better. But, I mean, he wasn't, you know, winning races all the time up front. But, I mean, still, yeah, he was, you know, at least in the top 10, you know, pretty consistently. But I think it's, I don't know, maybe think about it. It's deals and stuff like that, you know. (laughs) It's weird. It's weird. But, yeah. 
Well, um, after talking a little bit about the Xfinity race, we can move on to the cup race aspect of it. So this is the second race of the season uh, for road courses that has zero stages. Uh, I personally enjoyed uh, the no race or the... um, No stage breaks. Yeah, no stage breaks. I I preferred the, um, the, the no stage breaks. Oh, it I was like so it. fun to watch because it was interesting to see who was taking strategy, who was wanting to stay out, and this, that, and the other. And um, after listening to Denny, uh, he wasn't too keen on it. But I was like, you know what? I don't care what Denny Hamlin thinks. I enjoyed it personally because it made me enjoy for what it was. So uh, what, are, what were your thoughts on the Sonoma race? Yeah, I... Just like as you said, I love not having the stage breaks at road courses just because it opens the door for so much more strategy. Um, and I think on top of that, when you actually add in stage points, but you take away the breaks, it kind of adds in another layer of strategy um, by basically saying, hey, do you want to stay out here or do you want to come in and pit to try to get stage points? But at the same time, you can also try to go for the win or just try to, you know, advance your position, get better track position. Like there's many different layers to strategy when you open it up to, you know, basically not having stage breaks. Absolutely love that. But I do get from like what some drivers or some, you know, fans might say, like that race, we did not have a caution until what was it like 48 to go? I think it was in that race, which like was past halfway. So, I mean, we went all the way, we went halfway through the race without a caution, which, you know, some might say that was pretty boring. To me, I was like, this is fine. I don't really have a problem with it. It's just, I wish the broadcast or I wish, you know, TV would show more of the battles going on throughout the field or what, like, the rest of the field was doing. Like, they're so fixated on the leaders most of the time that, like, you miss half the stuff that's going on through the rest of the field. And I really hate that. But at the same time, Sonoma's one of those tracks to where, like, if you head into the expectation of Sonoma that you're going to see, like, tons of passing, you're going to see, like, really good race, it's just not that track. Like, Sonoma's one of those tracks, very technical, very driver-oriented, very hard track to drive at, but also very hard to pass. Plus, it's the next-gen car, you're not going to see a lot of passing. So head in that with that expectation, but what you are going to see is the cream of the crop rise to the occasion, Martin Truex Jr. I mean, every single time, like, he would get off the lead or whatever, he would still find a way to get to the front. And even then, too, with the races like this, to where it's just um, straightforward from the green flag to the checkered flag, you know that with um, Martin Truex, he doesn't, he doesn't win out of a last minute restart or he doesn't win by the last second ordeal when he beats you, he beats you up in a straight up fight. Um, and we definitely saw that today, uh, or not today. It's not like we're recording this (laughs) after the race, but, um, you know, after watching Sonoma, it was definitely a Toyota dominated race. Uh, I don't think there was any chance of anybody else um, fighting against the Toyota. So if you're not named Denny Hamlin or Martin Truex, you had a good shot at winning the weekend. Uh, unless if you're Kyle Busch, uh, he was the only 
non-Toyota that was going to um, try to win that race, but they, he didn't have enough to beat Truex. But Truex with the domination of the weekend, uh, good for Truex. That does show that they do have pace. Um, I think there's still probably some things that they might want to tweak upon for the second half of the season with the NBC portion of the season. But I think they'll be... I think they're going to be fine heading into the playoffs. I think they'll make it in about several rounds because I think there's going to be some tracks that are going to be in their favor. But for the most part, I think Truex and uh, James Small have finally settled their differences and now actually started putting their heads down and going to work. Oh, absolutely. I, I think, like, they're... Whenever Truex had Cole Pern, like, my golly, that was one of the best driver crew chief, like, tag teams I've ever seen. Uh, I think in the sport since, like, Chad Knauss and Jimmy Johnson. Like, Cole Pern and Martin Truex, like, not only would they just, like, out-strategize you, but they would fake you out, like, over radios, over, like, anything, basically, to try to get, like, an advantage over the competition. Plus, also, it just seemed like Cole Pern just had, like, the set up down to a T for Martin, which really helped. But I think, yeah, you're starting to see James Small kind of like come together now with Truex and start to actually figure things out. But like, you got to look at the two races that Truex has won, right? Dover and Sonoma, two tracks that he's been like really good at. Like we haven't really seen Truex come up and win at a track that he's like, not really like his strong suit, which I think part is kind of like with the next gen car. I've noticed with this car now to where like, if you're really good at a certain track, it really shows with this car now. Truex is really good at Sonoma. He was the best one there. Kyle Busch is good at Gateway. Oh, guess what? He won there. Um, golly, Larson at North Wilkesboro. I mean, that's a great example there. Um, Kansas, yeah, Denny's pretty good there. I would say that's a pretty good one. Christopher Bell on dirt. Like, it's just with this next-gen car, if you're really good at the track, you probably have a really good chance to win. So I look at like some of these tracks that's in the playoffs and it's like Darlington, probably. I think he's got a really good chance to probably win there and move to the next round. But then if he doesn't do well, he's going to have to bank off Kansas and Bristol. Just don't know about that. Texas, Talladega, and Charlotte Road Course. Uh, ugh, that's, uh, that's, those are going to be some tough ones, I think, for that team. But maybe watch out for them at the Roval. And then after that, if they can make it on, I think maybe watch out for him at maybe Vegas or Homestead. But first round looks good. That second round looks a little sketch for that team, though. But, I mean, if they can get past the first round, I think they should be able to. With 16 drivers, they should be able to get that first round, though. Yeah, I mean, pretty much this race has been straightforward. Uh, um, definitely the pace with Kyle Busch this year has been 50-50, uh, to say the least. But when they have a really good car underneath them, they know how to win the races. I mean, you see with Auto Club, you've seen with Gateway, you've seen with, um, obviously now at Sonoma, um, and Talladega yeah. too, but uh, <laughs> Talladega is Talladega at that point. Yeah. But I mean, for the races that you see Kyle Busch and RCR having really good runs, you know that they are in threat to win. They are part of the top seven in points. So, you know, you have Blaney, Harvick, Bell, Lar uh I don't know if it's Larson, but Byron. Byron. Uh, Byron yeah. And uh Truex, Chastain, and Kyle Bush. You you have those guys that have been notable 
earlier within the year to fight for this championship. Um, obviously, Hamlin and Larson are inside that picture uh, of the top 10, roughly top 16. But for the most part, I think the most guys that we're going to have to keep an eye on throughout the year uh, is definitely Kyle Busch, definitely um, William Byron, Martin Truex now, because these guys have been staying consistent up front every week. But um, I guess we'll just find out. Was there anybody else that really ha- uh, you had your eye on throughout that whole race? Throughout that race, um, Chris Buescher. I, I got to tell you, like, I don't know what it is about him at road courses, but he just rises to the occasion at those. I think Michael McDowell had a really good run as well. Uh, seventh place finish, I mean, you can't ask for more. I mean, I know that team would love to get a win and go ahead and lock their way in, but, man, I, I just don't think they had the car really to do it. I would say definitely watch out for them at Watkins Glen later down the road. They're definitely going to be a threat there. Maybe at the Chicago Street Race coming up in about, what, three weeks, I believe. So definitely watch out for them there. Uh, we got the Indy Road Course still coming up, which that's going to be a <laughs> that's going to be a mess there. So I don't know. I, I think that one's going to be a toss up, honestly, for that one. But yeah, they're they're definitely going to be somebody to watch out for. But um, the guy I would say, like, I, I definitely think if it wasn't for his injury earlier this year, would have been probably a bigger threat. And that's Chase Elliott. Like Chase has been really good at road courses like even with the next gen car late gen six um early next gen era like he's been really good at road courses but the problem is it's just like they missed out on coda which would have been i think a great track that they could have used like a little bit of um work at but you know um kind of stinks that he didn't really get to race that one so they're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit heading into sonoma but even then cranked out a top five it's a good points day but at the same time though they're going to get in the playoffs. They have to win. Oh, yes, indeed. Um, as you know, that Chase Elliott had another um, thing go wrong for him, uh, which was that Charlotte of the right hooking with Denny Hamlin. Yeah. Uh, he was suspended for a week. So that killed his momentum to point his way in uh, to the top 16. Now, I personally don't believe we'll get to 16 different winners. Uh, but yet the unknown is the unknown. So we could have a repeat like we did last year, but looking at the trends of what this year has been going towards, uh, we've seen repeat winners. We've seen Kyle Busch win several times. We've seen, uh, Kyle Larson, William Byron. So we've seen a lot of guys that have been repeating on wins this year. So, um, we may get some first time winners of the season, maybe, of the year uh don't be too surprised if ty gibbs actually does get a win because it's looking like uh ty is doing really good um you never know as uh levi just mentioned we could see chris busher win we could also see someone like michael mcdowell win um i think michael mcdowell was also another guy to look out for going into road courses um and obviously aj almanier as well like you can't throw him away anytime because he's really good uh even though colleagues kind of having a struggling year this year um they're still just trying to figure everything out going into the year um obviously this is their second full-time season so i'd say give it a give it some time for them to kind of figure everything out over there and i'm pretty sure they'll start to be contending for wins uh at some point down the road 
Um, watch out for them. Watch out for them at Indy Road Course. I think AJ Allmendinger may be a threat there, big time. Oh, yes. Um, especially since he's been pretty good there. I mean, if you look at the Xfinity Series over there, if you also see the um, Cup race, you know, the inaugural race. He won the race, just like um, <laughs> Ryan Blaney did at the Rovals. So, yeah. And what's like, that was Colleague's first win in the Cup Series, too. Like, that's that's huge for that team whenever they won that, but now they're full time racing, so watch out. Watch indeed, out. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Um now I was trying to figure out where do we go from here. I know, because like let's get real. The Sonoma race, there wasn't really like too many like I would say headlines in the race, but the only thing I would really like bring out of Sonoma especially was just like you're going to see more strategy at road courses now, which I'm really kind of looking forward to this with the Chicago street race, um, especially down the road. I, I really think that, you know, you're going to probably see definitely some strategy calls, probably going to see some cautions at that race. Uh, unlike Sonoma, Sonoma, there's just not many like places on track to where like you can really cause a caution, if you know what I mean, or really like, with this car have like a lot of caution, you know, places or places or whatever. You can't really get that like cautions breed cautions effect at Sonoma like you can at like um probably an Indy Road course, right? So yeah, I think definitely the Chicago street race is gonna have some. Like there are some corners at that track that oh my goodness, like we may have like three or four or maybe five overtimes at that one too. It's it's gonna be a rough one, I think, in some of those areas there. But have you have you tried it out on iRacing? I have not yet. That is on my bucket list. I need to do that. Okay, so I have. Oh boy. Um, I'll be blunt. I'm not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, not either at road courses. I hate road courses, so it's okay. <laughs> now, in in certain cars on iRacing, I'm decent at i won't say i'm the next uh scott dixon lewis hamilton or anything else like that that's not me uh i tried it with an indie car it is good uh it's tolerable also it just fits because you know indie cars are meant for street horses not stock cars it probably feels good yeah Oh yeah, it felt fine. You know, I'm just moving throughout the turns, clicking gears. You know, I'm I'm in a zone. I'm moving. I'm trying to you know push my limits, have some fun, and I have. Then we go with the stock car. Um, little did I know, I was on the wrong setup to begin <laughs> with, so that didn't help. Oh, yeah. Um, I was on a Charlotte oval setup. Now I need to adjust my eye racing a little bit, but. Um, I was on a Charlotte Oval setup, don't know why, but like every time I touch the throttle and I'm like, and I'm starting to spin out and crash and I'm like, I don't think this is how it's supposed to go. Um, and then I finally put on the fixed, uh, Chicago setup and tried it and it's, you really have to break so much earlier. There, there is no excuses to break later. Yeah. But for me, it was just like, it just, in my personal opinion, I felt so out of, out <laughs> like of a, it. Yeah, like a fish out of water, basically. Essentially. Yeah. Um, it, it just didn't feel right to me. I mean, I know, don't get me wrong. 
I can't wait to see it. Part of me, but I just after playing it on iRacing and stuff like that, it just it doesn't. Let me put this right. Yeah, let me put this way as well. Like iRacing does a great job. I think a phenomenal job of like simulating what it feels like to be an actual stock car. But at the same time, like there are other things that kind of go into it. Like you don't really get the actual feel of the car, like the G forces and all that stuff when you're in there. You just don't get that feel. So sometimes you like are really good at braking. You just brake way too late, or you just don't have that feeling of speed, basically. So you don't have that like fear of overshooting a corner as well. But like, I think as well, you're going to see these teams probably in the simulator a lot for the street course. Like they're probably going to use iRacing, try to get like some kind of setup. And then hopefully, um, probably then in practice, just try to tweak on it and bring the best they can. Like with the way like this next gen era is, you actually have to come in with a really good setup. And I think these teams are going to probably be pretty daggum good. Like these guys are really good right off the bat. And I think these drivers as well will rise to the occasion. But I'm telling you, yeah, with stock cars on this street course, I'm telling you already, like some of those turns, as you said, Austin, like they're going to feel like a fish out of water because like it's 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 going to be, I feel like a couple of those corners are kind of like shaped like Coda turn one to where it's like, hard braking zone and you're really t- well not turn one at coda more like turn one watkins Glen. if you weren't going downhill it's a lot of like 90 degree corners it's rough yeah it's it's a lot of twists and turns but i mean it's overall like if you can get used to it you'll be fine in the future but which even uh, then nascar knew what they were doing when they made that track trust me because like with how many hard braking zones they know, they know there's gonna be some, uh, there's gonna be some calamity quarters when they made that track. I know what they were thinking because, like, the thing is, is that like the best place to pass is in hard braking zones, and guess what? We got a lot of them. So I think that one, I think we're gonna get some calamity quarters there. Oh yes. Um, oh, yeah. So <laughs> I guess do we just do we move? You know what? National. You know what I say? I I say let's do like a what is it? I wouldn't say it's like mid season almost like a mid season like what what are like what's the I guess we're not like halfway through the season but I guess like our first takeaways from like Daytona to Sonoma and then you know we'll move into the rest of the season to kind of see what we expect from there. So yeah. Uh, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? I'll go first to kind of give you some time because I've already been kind of thinking about this ahead of time. And I'll say this, like starting off the season, man, like I wish this is one of those years where I wish we had a full season like points battle instead of like, you know, a 10 race finale to end like the season. Because right now, I agree. Truex, Byron, Blaney, Chastain, Harvick, Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell are all right they're so stinking close to each other on this right now that like man it would be such a good points battle between like all seven of those drivers but like we're gonna have it all reset when it comes playoff time but that doesn't mean we're not gonna have a good i think finish for like the regular season battle so keep an eye on that for sure so coming up we've got nashville chicago um atlanta super speedway new hampshire pocono richmond michigan indy road course the Glen, and we end out in Daytona, right? So 
I think coming up here, you're going to definitely start to see drivers that are desperate, I think, start to show their desperation a little bit. Nashville, I think you're probably going to see like your top 16, probably in points, probably running up front. I don't think you're going to really see, you know, anything dramatically different. I don't know if there's really one like underdog that's going to like rise to the occasion and absolutely, you know, blow somebody out of the water. I just don't really see that kind of happening at Nashville. But again, it's possible, though, of course, in racing. That's why we raised the race. Chicago. I basically say for this one, like, this one, I think you could basically bet on just about anybody in the field, especially your road courser guys, like probably bet on them more than anything. But this race is going to be chaos. Like I can already tell you ahead of time, it's going to be chaos. Atlanta, I would say for this one, maybe get like you a Chase Elliott because Chase has been really good here for some odd reason uh, ever since it turned into a super speedway. Maybe like a Kyle Busch, a um, Martin Truex, Blaney. Harvick, like, I think it's going to be one of those tracks, just like uh, all the other super speedway races, like whoever's up in front at the end there, probably going to be your best bet, right? Um, New Hampshire, take like a Joe Gibbs driver. I think it's probably going to be really good there. Pocono. Um, that one, I think you could, you could throw a stone at anybody in the top 16, and they probably have a good shot, especially top 10. I think in points, uh, you'll definitely see somebody win there. Richmond, um, probably top 10 as well there. I don't really see any like underdogs rising to the occasion there, but it's possible. Michigan, we could see an underdog running up in the top 10, win the race, maybe, maybe not. I would say look out for maybe like a Bubba Wallace, Tyler Reddick here from 2311. Uh, Toyota especially, I think, did really good here before. Indy Road Course, again, it's going to be chaos there as well, so just watch out there. Uh, Watkins Glen. Yeah, I would take a road racer in this one. Take like a Kyle Larson, a Chase Elliott, Michael McDowell, Tyler Reddick, um, Truex probably. But then Daytona, chaos. You know that one's going to be chaos. But playoffs-wise, um, I got to tell you, with the tracks that we have and kind of where they're scattered at this year, man, um, definitely watch out for a guy like William Byron. I think is going to be really one of those guys it seems like every single track like in the playoffs this year i think he could win at um i don't know about bristol haven't really seen this thing we haven't gone that we didn't go to bristol concrete so i'm like really on don't really know what to look for there texas so (laughs) i'm not looking forward to that episode already um the roval man that round of 12 this year is so oof it's a it's a new but yeah um i'm gonna come back to like my final four but what do you think for the rest of the regular season austin i'll let you go with that and then we'll talk playoffs i guess um well i guess like for the for the fox portion of the season um i think overall i think there were some really good races um especially being just some of them in person uh I I thoroughly enjoyed Kansas. I love the 600. Um you know, there was actually some good races to um to you know, kind of leech on, you know. Uh the 500 was pretty good. Uh you know, seeing Ricky Stenhouse finally win over 
about a few years. Uh, it was good to see Ricky win instead of Joey Logano because I just can't take a Joey Logano win, even though I saw that in person. Um, you know, overall, it was pretty good. I mean, this I mean, this season's been pretty good so far, I think. Uh, sure, there's been some controversial moments. There's been some headliner moments, but for the most part, I've enjoyed it. Uh, Bristol Dirt this year has been amazing. Uh, please, next time, if you ever do Bristol Dirt, please don't do it on Easter. Like, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. reasons. For the, for He's got his reasons. I've got mine, but for, for driver's sake, honestly, like I again, it doesn't really matter for me as a fan. Like I can watch it anytime, but it's like for the driver's sake, please take it off Easter. Yeah, definitely. Um, just do it on a Saturday night. It will just help you. Plus, also, don't have a race on Mother's Day either. It doesn't help. Um, no. oh, Father's, Day, Father's Day makes sense. Yes. Yeah. You know, because we're dudes and we'd actually like to go watch NASCAR <laughs> racing. But other than that, th- those are my complaints. Um, you know, it's it's been good. Uh, looking towards the second half of the season. Um. You know, I'm looking towards Nashville. I love Nashville. Um, I, I think it's pretty much an underrated track. Uh, Chicago, or, oh no, uh, the <laughs> Chicago Street Course. Um, yeah, I know, it's hard to get over Chicago. It's like, man, when you say Chicago, you think it's Chicagoland. Um, the Chicago Street Course should be interesting, but I personally just want to see it for a one-time deal only and just go back to Chicagoland. That's just my personal opinion. Um, looking, I'm going to look at the NASCAR schedule here, but, um, yeah, you're good. Uh, you know, while you're doing that, I'm actually going to throw in one thing. I forgot to like, <laughs> I forgot to give my rating for like the first, whatever portion of the season, the Fox portion. Um, I'll put it this way. I'll start off with the broadcast. Cause I really, and truly like, I put a lot of, well, what's that time and effort into watching the races, but like, um, you know, as somebody that has to like go through and watch every single race, you know, in order to, you know, bring something to the podcast or whatever, like Fox man um, has definitely gone downhill um, when it comes to like their broadcast um, quality as a whole. It's just, man, um, it's, it's getting harder to watch, especially with, you know, who we have up in the booth. Um, I think, you know, there needs to be a little bit of change up there. Get us some, you know, maybe some, younger blood up there just to kind of bring more energy i think to the table would be awesome to start off with less commercials would always be great but again we got to pay the bills so i'm not going to complain too much about that Uh, however the actual racing like overall i think it's been a pretty good season there have been some highs but there's also been some really lows like martinsville uh i thought was a really low at this point uh this year kind of was one of those races where i was like you really expect a lot from Martinsville when it comes to like, you know, chaos and beating and banging and all that stuff. You just aren't really getting it right. But then at the same time, we get some really good highs like Charlotte and Kansas. Um, and even then with, I think auto club as well for me was a pretty good one, you know, the tire wear uh, that we got to see there, but you know, it's, um, Oh, and Darlington as well. Completely forgot about Darlington. Darlington's always one of those tracks. It's, it's always brings, great racing no matter how many times we go there um but yeah there's been some really good highs but also some really good lows but like that's just how it's going to be with this car in general and every single car that we have going forward but yeah also i'll let you go with the 
future or whatever the the regular season there rest of the regular season yeah um looking at some of the tracks uh obviously this season uh michigan i'm looking forward to again Watkins Glen, daytona um atlanta atlanta is kind of a hit or miss but you know um definitely the the ones that stand out to me is nashville uh michigan uh indianapolis Watkins Glen, and daytona uh pretty much the biggest the biggest ones for me before the playoffs um I think definitely we'll see a big difference going into Daytona of who's desperate and who isn't. Um, I think we'll have a lot more fighting contenders than we will um, winners. I'll be honest with you because we only have, looking at the playoffs, we only have... Okay, this is not really helping. Um, One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different winners. And there's only like six spots left, so uh, it it could be possible. But the way the season, like I said earlier in the episode, um, the way the season's been going, um, I don't see any different winners, um, this year. I mean, I won't be surprised if Harvick wins, um. And I think there's about maybe a several others I can see. Like I'm, um, I could see Bubble Wallace getting a victory lane. It just have to be a track that he's good at. I think Daytona could be his best shot to get in, um, only because like when he goes to restrictor plate races, uh, he's really good. He really knows how to play the waiting game, and he also knows when and when not to charge up to the front. Uh, I think Talladega was. Definitely one of his strongest races. Obviously, he... Uh, I forgot how that went, but I think he made a mistake by a block and cost him and Blaney the race, and Kyle just snuck one, and then that was it. So, I I think uh, on the playoffs aspect of it, it's going to be interesting, to say the least. Uh, obviously, you know, we have our favorites by going to Darlington, uh, Kansas. I personally can't wait to go to the Charlotte Roval. Um so I think that would be cool. And yeah, that's about it. I think I think for right now, my early playoff four favorites is definitely Kyle Larson, William Byron, I think Kyle Bush, and I'm gonna go with Denny Hamlin. Not surprised. Um, I would say as an underdog pick for Phoenix. I'm going to say, or for like the final four, I would say for Harvick, uh, only because um, when in doubt in that Haas car, he can be consistent and he can take a 15th place car and somehow find, find uh, the top 10 easily uh, with whatever car he's got. It could be the worst race of his career but still managed to get a top 10 i mean i look at bristol like bristol he was nowhere to be found and then snuck his way inside the top 10 so that's that's classic harv yeah so my final four i'll have to say is this like i'm looking at the playoffs and it's like man it could really be like a coin toss for i think a bunch of these guys mainly because with the next-gen car and the tracks that we're going to, like, anything could happen for sure. But also at the same time, some of these tracks, especially the round of 12, like, 
Man, it's going to be utter chaos in that round, I think. So I'll put it this way. William Byron, I think, right now has the best shot at getting to the round of four now, dual or championship four. Do I think he'll get there? He just, he's been close. He has been so close, and you know, here recently now. Uh, you know, the first round, okay, that shouldn't be a problem where he's at right now in points and all that. Playoff points-wise, he should be able to get past the first round. Round of 12. This is the one that, you know, I think could really absolutely destroy some driver's hopes, right? Texas Talladega uh, Roval. The problem with the round of eight is that if you want to get to the championship four, you pretty much got to win a race. And I look at the three races there. He could definitely win Vegas. He's already shown that he did that in the spring. Homestead, I think, is probably going to be Larson's domain. But again, it's a Hendrick teammate. Hopefully, they'll kind of work something out there. Martinsville, it depends on how well they qualify and how well the car they bring, honestly. So I definitely think he's got a chance this year. But man, they, they got to be on it for that, I think, for that round of eight this year. If they can get to it, that round of 12, I think, could still be tricky. Another driver I think is like, he's there. And I think you really got to watch out for him if he can get things to roll his way. If he can catch momentum. He's going to be really scary to watch out for, and that's Ryan Blaney. Right now, Blaney is third in points. Uh, he's got uh, nine top tens on the season, which is tied, I think, for the most on the year this year with William Byron, plus also has uh, four top fives, which is less than Truex and Chess Stain and Kyle Busch, but even then... I think Blaney's just consistently good. He's getting stage points and whatnot. And I look at the schedule and it's like round of 16 for me doesn't really, you know, stick out for me for him. But that round of 12, Texas, you know, he won the all-star race there last year. Okay, sure. You know, uh, Talladega, I think Blaney's always been one of those guys that just runs up front at Talladega. And then the Roval, if he can just survive the Roval, he should be good. Round of eight though, can he win one of those races? I think it's going to be the big question there. I don't know, but again, if they can bring a good car, I think he's going to be one of the best or one of the guys to definitely watch out for. And then for me, I got to say as well, man, um, I got to say Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson. I think Larson's going to be, if he can just get past the round of 12 this year, last year, he wasn't able to. Uh, granted, I think last year was just a rough year in general, but if they can get past the round of 12, getting that round of eight there, I think Homestead's pretty much, I wouldn't say it's a lock. I don't want to say that because, you know, then I would jinx him, but it's like, I think he's got a really good shot at Homestead. And even then Martinsville's still in that round and you got Vegas in that round for Larson. Like if he can just get to the round of eight, he's basically got a shoehorn into the championship four, I think. But again, you know, in racing, anything can happen. And then for the fourth guy, man, it's really hard to say because of like the drivers this year and how close, you know, the field is all together. There just really hasn't been like, there's been a couple guys that just really have shined this year, but that fourth driver or that like one that's going to set them apart from the rest of the field, I think is going to have to be for me. Uh, why doesn't I let me show this? Hold on, wait a minute. I'm trying to see stats right quick. Yeah, here we go. It's going to have to be Ross Chastain. He's got five top fives, seven top tens, but the, here's the key one. Five stage wins. 
That's a lot so far. Uh, he's on par with William Byron, who has seven. And even though Chastain doesn't have a win this year, those stage points are crucial. And guess what? They will absolutely help you through the playoffs, though. And not only that, if you can pick off more stage wins in the playoffs, absolutely huge, right? So if that's the case, Darlington, I think will probably be really good for him, uh, hopefully for the round of 16. Even then, he's got Kansas, Bristol to kind of rely on. Round of 12, he's won at Talladega before. Roval, I think he can survive there and be fine. Round of eight, Vegas, Homestead, and Martinsville, he should be fine and consistent there as well. Get yourself to the Phoenix. I think he can at least win in one of those races, but that's my four as of right now. Well, uh, since we have gone through the season, we are now entering a new era, which is the NBC era. Uh, they'll be starting off at Nashville. So, going into Nashville, what are your what are your thoughts? Who do you who do you have as an early favorite? Because uh, I don't know if we're gonna have another episode next week. Um, so, who are your early favorites going into Nashville? I gotta say, right off the bat, Chase Elliott, just because he won there last year. Uh, Kyle Busch as well. Came up second there, had a really good showing there. Problem is, I think he was in the pedigree car, which just automatically means a curse for him. Uh, No, it's uh, (laughs) Kurt, actually, not Kyle. Oh. I I actually looked this up while I was looking at it, because I was like, hmm, who do I pick for this race? (laughs) Yeah. Um... Yeah, so Kurt had a good run. Problem is, Kyle, I think, actually really had a good one as well. Better, but then yet again, it had the uh, changes within the weather. Uh, go figure, right? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of been the theme of this year. Uh, I hated it during Charlotte, but uh-huh. for the most part, um, yeah, I'll I'll start off the ball by this, um, or I'll go after you now. So, uh, I think Blaney would definitely be a good um, someone to take a good look at going into this year at Nashville. Uh, He finished third there last year. Um, He's been having a, he's starting to wake up a little bit now this year after winning the 600, which was a really good run for that team. Um, I feel like those are the guys to definitely look out for going into uh, Nashville based off the uh, last time they were there in the next gen cars. I won't really pick Chase Elliott, in my opinion, uh, only because it's kind of been murky, really, going into this year. Um, last year was just straight-up dominance from Elliott, and this year's just been a rocky road, and honestly, it's I just don't see the point on picking Elliott. Now, if I'm looking at anybody else in the field that could have a good shot at winning here at Nashville, I think Martin Truex is definitely one of the guys to take a look at. Uh, definitely of this year, Kyle Busch, 100%. Um, some of the races this year has been a hit or miss. Obviously, the three races that he won was definitely a hit. Um, definitely watching Sonoma, him finishing second, will definitely be a confidence booster going into the second half of the season. So I think Kyle Busch may have a good shot going into Nashville. Um, so I'd pick Blaney, Truex, Kyle Busch, and I'd say for an underrated pick, uh, would definitely have to be, um, I'm, I might go with Kevin Harvick, only because he did get a top 10 last year, so 
Uh, I think those are kind of my four to look out for. I know you've already mentioned Chase Elliott. Um, is there anybody else on your list that you were looking at as well? Um, I think Truex as well, just because concrete track as well there. Um, looking at drivers that like are really kind of good at tracks that kind of have like hard braking zones and uh, maybe Harvick. I think for this one could be somebody to definitely watch out for. I think I said Kyle Busch as well. So for me, it's going to probably have to be um, Chase, Harvick, Kyle Busch, and then like a long shot, I would say, or underdog. I would say maybe a Ricky Stenhouse Jr. for this one. Uh, Whoa. Yeah, I mean, he's he's been uh, running upside the top 10 like for a lot of these races, but he might. I don't know if he'll win this race. I doubt it, but like he may click off another top 10 this year. Um, in that race it's it is possible because at the end of the day th- those guys have been uh doing pretty good this year by staying quiet after winning the um the daytona 500 i feel like after winning the 500 it kind of gave them a little booster because they want to be inside the top 16 and they're really doing a good job at that so i think taking a look for this year i think they'll still be one of the guys to get knocked out early uh but you never know, they could make it inside the round of 12. So um, I'd say keep a lookout for JTG. Uh, they're starting to have really good runs that are um, being put on the map. Um, Yeah, I think that will do it for this episode. Uh, any final thoughts? I hope you weren't looking for a review for Sonoma because we didn't really have much of one. But yeah, no, it's, it's fine though because... Man, I'll, I'll be honest with you. There wasn't really many like headline stories for that race, but it's just one of those races to where when Martin Truex Jr. dominates, it's like the modern day Matt Kenseth now. He just dominates races. And sorry, wins. Dylan. I, I wish we could talk about more about your favorite driver. <laughs> yeah, yeah shout out, shout out to our big Martin Truex Jr. fan uh, in the Discord channel, which is Dylan, and uh, that reminds me as well. Go check out our Discord channel at discord.gg/couchtreatspodcast. And uh, yeah, come on by, stop and say hello. And also, um, shout out to whoever lost their uh, hauler by the Speedway this week. I don't know, it was number 32, that's all the number I caught. But like, I don't know whose hauler it was, but uh, by the Speedway this week, uh, somebody lost their hauler right by Charlotte Motor Speedway and um, blocked up traffic for quite a while back. So um, thanks. I got. Stuck. I didn't. I thankfully I didn't get stuck behind it, but I was on the opposite side of that. So, thanks. What a were lot. you doing over there, big boy? Uh, what was I doing over by the speedway? Uh, coming yeah. back, coming back from whatever errand I had to run. I don't even remember what I was doing now. So yeah, I just looked over. I was just going by, and I'm like, oh, huh, hollers off the truck there. Hmm. <laughs> and yeah, the cars were backed up over there. It must have like recently happened as well, because like literally. There wasn't many cars backed up, but there was poor dump truck got stuck behind and he couldn't get around. Like he couldn't get around and then I backed up everybody else. So oh man, I, I feel bad for the truck driver and all that. So which shout out to all the truck drivers out there that drive these haulers and all that. Absolutely underrated. So yeah. Um so yeah, that will be it for the episode. And we will catch you guys later.